It's the Dillcast, episode 389. Seven biscuits. And this week, guys, we talk Hollow Knight, like Bloodstained, Streets of Rogue, and S- Jupiter Hell. Stay tuned. Stuff my face full of biscuits. Just like some biscuits. So biscuity. They're so delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Did the make, did the milkman wake you up? Not really. But How are you feeling tired? <laughs> I, I How definitely are you feeling sleepy. I do not want milk from the milkman's wife's tits. Hey, we're the Tillcast, <laughs> and that was a very small snippet from an Apex Twin song. Wow. I'm Nas. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm sleepy, rusty. Um. And we're back, and if you've never listened to us, uh, expect about 30 minutes of bullshit. Fuck. And a lot of mature content that's pretty random. And it's not really intentionally mature, it just happens. Yeah, kind of. uh, We all have potty mouths. Yeah, but I mean, one thing that we aren't is... We let the spice flow. (laughs) Right at your ass. (laughs) We're not sexist, homophobic, or racist, but... We just are grown ass men that don't we want love to feel. all of you motherfuckers. Right. So <laughs> we've that kind probably of... known each other way too long. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, you guys have known each other like ten years, and I've known you guys like eight years. Yeah, we spent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you did for a while. Um, anyways, um, it was for warmth. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a, it's been I'm, a long week. I'm a I, little slappy right now. Yeah. So. You know the other the other week I was listening to the show that I was you know posting because I do that when I write things. Right. Um. And I was making fun of Jason about his kilt. Um. <laughs> he's wearing it again today. His man. But skirt. I'm gonna give you guys some some fodder for this. Yes. Some ammo. Ammo. So this is what sadness looks like. Load. <laughs> is is that. Is is that so? Is yeah. that so? Th- that's are you are you not though, are you not pleased with your purchase? Those I'm are not. those are some clear ass BCGs. So, so what he did is explain it, to the audience so, what BCG is. Yeah. So BCG is a, uh, a friendly term among among those who are initiated in the military. It stands for birth control glasses. <laughs> and that's uh, pretty All much right. what my fiance and was that, telling me. And that is the that is the term used for the military it issued spectacles. Yes, uh, they they won't get you laid. Uh, no, I've had mixed reactions. Not. I I wore them to work, and I either got extreme laughter uh, or just like okay. So these are frames that you know that are um, clear. They're clear. They're. I'm not intentionally being a hipster. They, here's, here's how this they happened. are the thick plastic, clear it's round, clear frames. ass frames. It, I mean the 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 I mean, frame around the, the lenses. The only the only thing a good keeping you from getting laid by your own girlfriend is was it a, a good amount of white tape around the bridge? <laughs> you don't need to do that. Those are invisible. You can't see he's wearing glasses right now. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, you can. No, no, you can't see that he's wearing glasses right now. They're 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 camo. Yeah, they're uh, skin camo. They just look pink because of the skin behind it. Yes, they're just they're. I I was uh, so when you posted the picture on Facebook, 
about I, not knowing going, how you feel about it. I I was the first person to post a response to it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you were looking at your phone, but it took about five to ten minutes for me to write just the word Invisiframes. And that was because I had written an entire paragraph of how weird those looked on you. <laughs> and I said, nah, backspace. And it goes down to about two lines worth of those look like ass. And then I backspaced a bit more. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to make them feel like, you well, know, I mean, they were they were terrible. So, of course, I thought the word terrible, and my fingers typed the words, those look terrible, and I backspaced a bit more, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to describe them in Visiframes. And that was all that I could come up with. That I, was like, I don't post a lot of stuff for attention. Most of the time, it's just like humor value, right? <laughs> right. And, and like uh, Trent posted one of the best ones. He said, plus three to perception, minus one to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> It was it's pretty accurate. <laughs> but uh here's how this happened. I, I said a few weeks ago that Lola broke my glasses. So I've got the less expensive pair actually that's on the table right now. And the more expensive pair that I'm wearing right now. And when I was picking them out, I couldn't see them. So Oh, that's the fucking that's how they get you. Like they, they like the whole dilation and pick these frames out. Well, I'm already pretty blind and then, you know, I'm trying to pick glasses with one eyeglass. That I'm holding up to my eye to a look at. A fucking monocle. Right. Let me see them frames. And then they took them to <laughs> look at them, right, to s- check the prescription versus my current prescription. And then I had nothing. And then there was people in line. So I just started browsing as best I could. with. And I was taking pictures of my face and sending it to Jessa and saying, hey, what do you think? But I couldn't see the pictures very well. I did the same thing with, you know, with so, Crystal. <laughs> I was sending her pictures. And she's like, oh, that one. And that was the first pair. That's the pair I've been wearing for two weeks. Uh, I was like, okay. And then she didn't respond for a minute because she's working, right? right? So I was like, well, fuck it. I can't wait any longer. Okay, I'm going to pick these ones up because she picked. She said something about some round ones that she thought looked all right. Uh, but they didn't fit my face right. Like, they were a little bit too narrow in the middle, so they were bending almost. Yeah. So I grabbed another one. I was like, these ones feel round. And the clear will probably just kind of, like, blend into my face and you won't see them that much. No. And I wasn't thinking. I mean, I held it up to my hand and, of course, I'm that blind. I was like, eh, I can barely see them. So when I put them on, maybe this won't be that big a deal. So I grabbed them, got them measured out and everything. Now I can't see shit, right? Right. And gave them back, put them on order. And then when I got them um, just the other day, I put them on. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you messed up. Now, it... It, you, and I can't get another pair for bad. like another year or so. Well, I, yeah. Sorry. Are you serious right now? You're playing fucking video games during a video game podcast? What the fuck's wrong with you? Um, now, so the uh, so so the frames they're they're not okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna default to uh, uh, just uh, default to shaming me. Yeah, they're okay. they're 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 pretty bad. <laughs> they're fucking thick, dude. That that's the one thing when I was looking at you know glasses for me, I said I want the frames to be as invisible as possible, yet still look like normal frames, right? Well, I thought these were invisible. Well, because they're invisible to my blind eyes. If you were blind, eyes. like I'm, I'm going back to when I was dilated. Like looking at fucking glasses dilated is about as uh, about the same kind of vision as you have without glasses, I would imagine, because. 
I put your fucking glasses on and I can't see shit. So, and it looked yeah. just like I was, you know, dilated. So I, I have to, you know, have to assume at that point that that's what you were seeing. If I was picking those glasses up super dilated and couldn't fucking see detail. Yeah. I would think that those, uh, that those frames were a bit thinner. Maybe moral of the story, kids. Don't pick fucking frames when you're blind. Take a friend. (laughs) Take a friend. Yeah, because if anybody anybody had seen those frames before he had decided to purchase those, he would have. uh, He would not have actually gotten them for sure. Um, I I have to actually get mine done again. Why? Well, uh, you know, I, I said last What'd week you that do I already I, I, I have these and they're fine. Like the, the prescriptions are fine. I can actually see with them on, I can read things, that's fine. Uh but I've got these really fucking expensive three hundred and seventy dollar frames, right? And they're reading glasses. You know how long you actually wear reading glasses? Um especially during the day is you know, when you're reading. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't wear them a whole lot because, well, you are super fucking 3D right now and everything else is just weird because of the magnification on the reading lenses. So I need to go and actually get new lenses for wearing them when I'm not reading have them uh, have the new f- lenses put into these frames and these lenses put into, you know, a pair of reading glasses that are not these. So I have to buy new lenses and frames sometime soon because I need to wear these all the time, but I can't wear reading glasses while walking. Otherwise, I'll get sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I was not thinking properly when, uh, you know, when he was getting everything done, but everything was happening so fucking fast. He's like, you need glasses. You're blind. You're going to fucking, you need, you need bifocals. Oh my God. Here, go pick out some frames while you're blind. Uh, (laughs) I mean, they're, they're fine if I'm sitting here and I'm not doing more than just looking at a spot, but. I know I need to have glasses all the time. Uh, and these are very comfortable frames. I recommend these frames so. if you have like mad stacks of cash. So I don't I don't like the super thin frames. You don't like the you don't like the the, the featherweights? Uh-huh. Well, those the dog would have to really chew on titanium to actually get well, through. Well, she them. didn't break them that way, she headbutted me. Well, that's definitely going to hand up to hold up to headbutts because you can crumple them in your hands and they will return back. Well, right. they they fell off my face and then I smashed them. Well, don't do that. <laughs> so that sound you heard earlier was because my wife saw my Facebook light up and went, "Oh, he's available." Oh, and she started. enjoys playing words with friends. That's what it was. Gotcha. Right. So, so you're playing. So words she with played friends. a new word. So, of course, I have to immediately respond. What, what other games, what other word games do you know let you use come and get 30 <laughs> points? 
He he came for thirty points. <laughs> I did. Wow. Well, I mean, there's that's a word, I guess. Uh, it's words the with friends. It's the internet. If words with friends will let you do it, double it's... X version. <laughs> it's uh, no, I'm sure the if only word a game shot, that'll it's... let you throw out a cum shot. I'm sure that if it's a cum shot, that adds the extra X, dude. Uh, <laughs> Let us say, just in all randomness, um, me and a real longtime friend of mine, Adrian, um, have been friends for a very long time. One of the, I don't make a lot of friends via the internet, but I have made a few friends, and he's the only one that's been like one that I made friends with that has stuck around forever that's we've hung out a lot. Yeah. Right. Used to be on a music message board a million years ago, like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, me and him started going to shows together, and he moved closer because he had a brother that lived in KC, and so we started seeing a lot more, like, longer-distance shows. You had to travel, and I'd meet him up to whatever show, right, and we'd go see a show. Right. So, a million years ago, a million years ago, one of the first shows me and him saw was a hardcore band called Zayo back in 2003 oh. out in Illinois, and... Um, so me and him saw this show and then kind of full circle, the band comes up again, um, still a band. Um, his son is now seven. So we took his seven year old to a hardcore show, nice. which was pretty interesting. Um, nice. it was great. So I went to KC, uh, on Monday night and went and saw this band and there was a couple of other bands. There's a band called Hollow Earth, which is like a sludgy hardcore band and another band called Wolf King, which was kind of a noisy hardcore band. But anyways, um, this kid really likes music. He's only seen one other band. There's a uh, kind of a progish rock band called Baroness that he's seen with his dad, which is his first concert a few weeks ago. And then he went to go see the show with me and his dad. And it was kind of interesting because it was full circle again. This is the first band me and his dad saw. So his seven-year-old is now with us. And we got, these are little shows. This was show was like maybe 300 people. Um, at a little venue that was between buildings. So it was like an alley between buildings that they set a stage up. And then they had an outdoor bar that led into an indoor bar. So it was behind the bar in an alley in KC um, with a stage set up, set up back there. And it just went way back. It was a really weirdly set up show. I haven't, I haven't met anything like this in a while. So anyways, um, there were two large speakers up front. And then we put his kid between the two large speakers of the space about a foot wide. So he's right up center stage, right in front of the vocalist from me to Rusty to this, which is a, about three feet. Right. If that. Yeah. And from the very first show, every vocalist hammed it the fuck up in front of this kid because he was right fucking there. Right. Of course. He throw up the horns. They throw up the horns. He get They get like right down in front of him and scream at him. He had these like huge <laughs> earmuff headphones, like bigger than the ones that I'm wearing right now. They're right. like for for mortar fire, like right. they're like military grade, <laughs> you know, headphones. Right. Well, you know, you gotta protect the little ears from the decibels. But yeah, the the first band, like the guitar player, would ham it up in front of this little bitty kid, and then like at the end, he gave him a guitar pick, right? So he's like, he's like, I'm winning at concerts, right? And yeah, <laughs> the next band comes up, and these shows are usually fairly rough, and so there was the the wall. If you don't know what the wall of death is, there's a mosh pit, right, usually at a lot of these shows. And then right in front of the mosh pit is where people get crushed against yes. the stage, right? Yes. So what 
I was doing was body blocking for the two of them because I'm bigger than Adrian and obviously bigger than the seven-year-old. Right. Um, and most nobody knew there was a seven-year-old up there. So at one point, it was getting pretty rough, and the dude of the second band was like, hey, so there's like a seven-year-old up here, so if you guys can back that five fe- fucking feet up, that'd be great. Because I don't want to see him crushed. Right. So, so the part, the crowd moved back just a hair um, and wouldn't <laughs> hit us, right? Right. And he kept hamming it up in front of the stage. So this guy was pretty funny. He's a band called Wolf King. So their vocalist puts his hand on this little kid's head and rocks his head back and forth like he's headbanging him. <laughs> Like, it didn't look like you could think one thing, right, and think it was some kind of gross innuendo. It totally wasn't, right? Like, he was, like, rocking out, and so the kid would throw up the little devil horns, and then he'd put his hand on the kid's, like, right where the headband was, uh-huh. and rock his head back and forth with the music when he would rock out, which I thought was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> then the other band, um, Zayo's really uh, active on stage, if that's a word, and these guys are old. The Before the guitar player replaced both of his knees, he used to jump up in the air and land on his knees a lot. Oh, geez, yeah. Um, he had the replacements. Right. And so he's replaced both knees and doesn't quite do that. But um, their vocalist was getting down on his knees, like, right in front of the kid and, like, just hamming it the fuck up to this kid. And the guitar, both guitar players would, like, run over and play like a riff or a little bit of lead or something like that, or start an intro, and they'd be right next to the kid. And then when we got done, the drummer gave the kid both sticks, and then uh, both That's guitar awesome. players gave him, or one of the guitar players gave him a, uh, a pick. So He's got two picks and two sticks. Right. So He's ready for a band. Yeah, but the drummer was telling us, um, he's like, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and he's like, I wouldn't bring them to this kind of show yet. But, like, he was in the perfect spot. Like, there was no way anybody could hurt him. Right. He's like, I just thought it was cool as hell. So, we ended up taking pictures with all three bands um, after that. And nice. there's a lot of pictures that my buddy took where, like, lead vocals, Lazeo, like, had him in his, it looked like his was on his fucking lap. Um, and then, like, we took <laughs> what looked like a band shot, which this is crazy, but I'll just, I'll show you. You can't really see it on a podcast, so I apologize about that. Right. But, like, there's the first band, so you can see this little kid sitting next to their van, right? Right. And this is like a band shot of us in an alley behind the show, and that's all of Zayo plus me, Adrian, and his kid. That's awesome. So, we had a fucking blast. Um, But, yeah, it was a, a very loud, very heavy show, way heavier than anything I ever did at Seven. Um, I mean, I saw Slayer at six, and back then that was pretty fucking heavy, but we were not anywhere near any kind of wall of death of anything. I was on my dad's shoulders. So it was really fun to kind of uh, help him experience that with his son well, and then kind of keep them kind of safe during the show. And I'm, I'm sure it was that... funny. Like, other, there was a couple of other guys that were like, Yeah, I would love to do that. And then Adrian's like, Yeah, but I'm stone fucking sober. So that's why I'm able to do this. If you're not stone sober, there's no way you protect your kid. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that that was a. Just an absolutely freaking amazing thing for that, you know, for that seven year old. I mean, yeah, for that it was, kid just it was hot as shit. He was up way past his bedtime. Um, but I mean, when you've got when you've got that going on, you yeah. don't you don't sleep. You don't get sleepy. You get amped. So yeah, he was he was having a blast. It, it was a like I said, a really interesting experience. I'll probably do a few more shows with them. Um, just, he lives in Oklahoma city, but like I, 
could have been back a lot earlier, but I wasn't because I traveled to OKC, which is an hour and a half away. Plus, we drove to Kansas City, which is five hours away. And if I'd have gone straight from here, it would have been just a hair under four hours. Wow. So I spent almost seven hours on the road both ways. That's damn. still awesome. But, damn. So, it's a hell of a show, though. I mean, yeah. So, I, I can't say that I've been anywhere near that shit, so. Well, most of the shows I see, I don't see a lot of stuff that, like, be okay. Most of the things I like to go see would be biggest, maybe Brady, mostly Canes. And this was a show that was about half the size of Canes. Yeah, I. But I've if, been if you're in... into like a lot of the early, like earlier, I say earlier, like modern hardcore, um, you probably know who the hell Zao is. They're kind of like the godfathers of a lot of the uh, really dirty, sludgy, kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of gross-sounding hardcore. They have really, uh, really, really awesome riffs. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Really, really fun. Um, all those guys are like a little bit older than me, so it was interesting to see where those guys in their life like they did a ten day tour. They're playing every show straight. For, they have day jobs, wow. so they took vacation and they're doing a show every single night in a different city across the country, and then going back home to go to work. <laughs> wow! Hey, you got to make it happen. That's some fucking logistics, though. You got to make her happen, though. That's. We all know what the day job feels like. So I mean, that's in a way, it's it's kind of like the lifestyle we live, just not nearly as cool, right? The lifestyle we I live is, is for free, cool. podcasting once right. a week, right? At our spare time. Anyway, you're not. <laughs> only other thing I really did besides that is, um, Justin made me a pretty kick-ass cake. There's a, a part of a meteor cake left over in there if you guys want any. Uh, it's, nice. It is a it's a salted caramel cream filled cake. Okay, that doesn't sound very keto. I, it wasn't. I didn't start keto up again until Tuesday. Okay, that doesn't sound very keto at all. Uh, I've already I'm, I've already done shit. My brain's out. Uh, I, I've I'm, already backed full ketosis. I I have been four weeks now. Four weeks on. And no cheat days for the first month, so yeah. You're you're just waiting for what? What am I waiting for? Twenty fourth, aren't you? Twenty fourth at this point. Yes, because you Beer know that that's brats. gonna that's gonna be a cheat day. Beer and brats, baby. Yeah, I'm not gonna go overboard, but yeah, I'm gonna have a beer or two. Yeah, the twenty fourth is our. Try birthday, try birthday celebration. Uh, the you know, you know, Justin smokes something. I make sausages for everybody, and uh, smokes as in food. Smoke, yes, smoke. Well, he doesn't smoke everybody. I mean, like, smoke you. (laughs) Rusty's so old that he didn't catch the pot reference. (laughs) I caught the pot reference. I was steering away from it. You dick. I, I instead went fucking Fifth Element. I started <laughs> saying, "Did you check? Did you check the movie reference?" <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you, this thing is like way sweeter than I want it to be. Birthday cake bash, bang. Okay, so this is a <laughs> this. <laughs> it sounds like, dude. Ah, stay sounds... away from anything labeled birthday cake. Uh, yes. So this is an energy drink that's it has a weird aftertaste. Birthday cake. 
bash. It okay. feels like I'm birth it, birthing. It feels like wow. I'm birthing. Okay, that's that's a thing I'm, that I'm burping. I'm, I'm burping up white cake. I generally oh, that's nasty. When it comes to energy drinks, I generally stick to anything lemon or citrus flavored. Yes, because I mean this does not taste like lemonade, but it's close enough. <laughs> no, I really miss the lemonade. Rockstar. I know that was really good, and then they fucking decided that that mm, shit wasn't that fucking... fucker. Basically, was carbonated lemonade. I liked it. I mean, it, was it wasn't. Good. It wasn't. It wasn't quite, but yeah, it Rockstar, was the closest please. thing we got to like tasting like a normal drink. Bang has aminos. Uh, I just guess. real quick, and you can't what? see this because it's a podcast. This is how close the kid was. If you can see the headphones, yeah, I. I trolled your Facebook. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, he could reach up and, uh, like, touch the stage. Uh, yeah. I've been I've been kind of where that kid was at one concert once. Uh, but it I mean, was... That was how close I was. I was basically almost... Because I was right were, behind Yeah, him. you looked like you were on fucking stage when you took that picture. Uh, I mean, he's got some pretty good pictures of the uh, of of them rocking out, <laughs> going fucking apeshit crazy on the fucking stage. Uh, when I saw the pictures, he you know he took, yeah, I'm like, were you like there, like on stage there? Because that's pretty close. <laughs> I mean, almost. Yeah, I mean, when you get pictures of the performers and uh, there's no heads in front of you, you know you're uh, you know in the right <laughs> spot. Right. That close. Right. Like, fucking, yeah, pretty close. Now, I have only been to a handful of concerts in my life, and I've been that close on one of them, and uh, I was working security, and that was the reason why I was that close. That's all right. You know who I was, you know, I was uh, doing security for? I don't have a good. It's back. nowhere near anything. Garth Brooks. Cool. Well, uh, close enough. Alabama. Alabama. All right. <laughs> All right. Woo. Woo. I was. I was stage security for Alabama. I was in the front. Now I'm not a country music fan at all. Like I. I. I grew up around country music, and that was what pushed me to rock. Because everybody was listening to country, and I just got, I rebelled. I, I, I can't, couldn't stand it. Uh, but the job I had said, you're a big guy. We need security. You're hired. I, I didn't I didn't even ask for this. He's like, we need you there tonight at 6 o'clock. Be there or you won't have a job. Like, I work in a fucking bakery. Why do you need me as security? <laughs> it was um, at the arts camp that I uh, that I worked at when I was a kid. Uh, so they said, "Oh, you're you're going to be security for the you know for this concert." And I'm like, "Who's playing? Alabama? Like I know them, but I hate them." <laughs> so I uh, there there I was, you know, standing center stage preventing people from taking pictures at certain spots. It was not the funnest job I had. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Casey's usually about 10 degrees colder than here. Yeah. 
And it was even hotter. at night, um, at 82 degrees with 300 people packed like sardines, yeah, it's like 110. My, yeah, that's a lot. And of I'm, a, I'm a pretty bold person. I went and I, um, I went in sandals. <laughs> what? And I was so hot, the bottoms of my feet stopped sweating. I was just like non. I would go to the bar and grab two bottled waters and have them drink within like. 20 minutes that's cri- wow sweating that much you went <laughs> you went to one of those concert in sandals absolutely holy shit i was shit. surprised i didn't lose a toenail i'm I, I was very tactical with my feet placement yeah you had to be you had to be <laughs> yeah holy fuck i mean you you don't go to those concerts in anything less than steel toes <laughs> <laughs> Well, steel toes, a, shin guards, really, and fucking you know shoulder pads. They're really you're, notorious you're, for like putting the mic out in the crowd, you know, to sing or whatever. Right. right. So he'll reach over everybody's heads, and every time that would happen, there would be like a surge of thirty people behind me push up against me and like almost knock me over. Yeah. And I, like I'm so surprised my sandals didn't just snap. Like I was just digging in with my heels. I was like, <laughs> this kid is protected. <laughs> so wore out. That's crazy. Uh, that's not the, uh, <laughs> and that's where your choice of footwear failed you. Right. See, I didn't want to wear nice shoes because I didn't want them to be gross toe boots. I don't care if it's fucking hot. Keep your feet safe. <laughs> so yeah. Jason or Rusty, who wants to go next? Fuck, I don't uh, Just go. I'll be honest, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't super exciting this last week. Um, really, I was a pretty bad week at work. So, like, the highlight of my week was uh, Monday was terrible. Like, terrible Horrible. start to the week. Terrible. Um, so, the wife, uh, the wife let me do something horrible, and we went to we went to Popeyes. And I had like. Six biscuits, five pieces of chicken. I had six biscuits. I had six biscuits. Six biscuits. We're just gonna you know, biscuits. 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 That's right. I just like biscuits. Um, not my biscuits. I don't, and don't I pretty much spent. I pretty much spent the week because uh, I finished. I had, yeah. s- I had six biscuits. But this it, was the most exciting the, the thing about me. Biscuit platter. Um, no, this I, is the most. I ordered a meal thing. and then I ordered six biscuits on top of that. So um, technically, you I had, had seven. seven biscuits. Seven <laughs> biscuits. Seven biscuits. <laughs> I had seven biscuits. This was um, my interesting thing this week. <laughs> so <laughs> and then uh, with biscuits. <laughs> After that, um, and really, she she did that because she subjected me to. Did the... they look at you really weird, like this crazy motherfucker, dude? Do you want no? Because tr- she and do you the kids want to shit tray. this week. She she and the kids were with me, so you know, probably assumed I was just getting ex- extra biscuits for everybody. What? We, no. The look in your eye. The look in your eye as you're like fucking like, I want six biscuits. The look in your eye told them all they needed to know. You were gonna go over there and like, I'm not fucking seven biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like that's half the reason I gained weight when I was in college. So I drink beer and I get those like biscuits that you get in a can. Yeah. And just smother them in butter and just eat that for dinner. It's like, yeah. oh, so delicious. So, so many biscuits. So many biscuits. I'm going to so, add cheese to these biscuits. <laughs> so uh, these biscuits need gravy. Nom, and nom. really, she did that because she she subjected me to going with her and the kids to the Y to swim. So you followed it up with biscuits? So I followed it up with biscuits. Have you Priorities. <laughs> On the regular, sir. On the regular. Rusty can attest to this. I can eat pretty... Hour. I can pretty much eat anything and still only shit twice a day. I really don't need to know. Th- Nobody needs to know this. <laughs> this th- Man, this energy drink is so bad. <laughs> why did you Why did you pick it? Do you- I'm scraping my tongue on the top of my mouth every time I take a slurp. <laughs> do, do you like want I'm, a lemon? I'm almost like, I've got to hold my nose. And oh, that's just, just nasty. See, no. But if it energy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just gagged. So, that's uh, crazy. Why did you pick it? Let me go grab my other one. Well, yeah. so, you might wow. want to like you might want to you, you need something else, dude. So after that <laughs> uh I was Cat really uh two way down to game. Oh, is that so? So I started Because you had six biscuits. Seven seven biscuits. seven biscuits and, so and chicken. I uh I went down a rabbit hole. And I started watching. You fit down the rabbit hole? (laughs) No, with all those biscuits. (laughs) And I started watching Star Trek Discovery, which is CBS's online only. (laughs) While eating a tray of biscuits. (laughs) Hey, I I will I will just say there is a reason it's part of my gamer tag. (laughs) I love my biscuits. Um. Jesus, it's so, fucking southern fried sometimes. <laughs> dude, I grew up in the south. Come on, man. Um, it's great. I mean, biscuits and sweet tea, that's all you need, right? <laughs> As I update the document with, you know, Justin's bullshit with biscuits. <laughs> um, did you just put under Jason, did you just put biscuits? Yes, he did. <laughs> biscuits. Uh, so I... Uh, so I went down that rabbit hole and ended up watching both seasons. It's 14 episodes a season. Watched both seasons in three days. It's a lot it's, of seasons. It's actually really good. Um, yeah? I don't know that I'd subscribe to CBS now to... <coughs> No, watch it as it why, airs. Why? Why would you? But uh, because it airs weekly. It's. Uh, I'm but, not big on any of the new Star Treks. I, I really am not. I have not been. Well, so this one's interesting. So it actually, the first two seasons actually take place. Ten. It's a prequel to the original series. Uh. So this is. Uh. This. This is. Oh, this is Quantum Leap. This guy, isn't it? It, no, it it's not. Oh <coughs> no, no. Are you, it's yeah. not Scott Bakula. It isn't. No. Okay, which one was no. Quantum Leap guy? Uh, that was Enterprise. Oh, that's right. And that was like a couple hundred years before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, 
all of them sucked. But anyway. <laughs> you know how long it took me to actually watch Voyager? Even though Voyager was like, you know. Nine seasons. It was nine seasons long. And people were telling me that, you know, Voyager is worth watching. I said, nobody can beat Picard. Nobody. And, and then. Fucking years and years later, I watched through all of the fucking, you know, all of Voyager. And I'm like, this is not a bad show. The first few seasons were kind of rocky. But then again, Next Generation had quite, you know, quite rocky first few seasons. I mean, yeah, seeing Riker without facial hair was really odd. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like with the Next Generation and with, uh, with Star Trek Voyager, those first couple seasons... You had about half of the episodes where it was like, where did they come up with this shit? <laughs> it it um, turned around after Yar. That yeah. was the you know that was the point where Next Generation actually started getting good when yeah. they replaced Yar with Worf, uh, and just Michael Dorn's portrayal of a Klingon who was doing his goddamnedest to not fucking Klingon well, out. And they kind of freed up. <laughs> Brent Spinner to do pretty much whatever he wanted with data and right you know, yeah and and they end up using more of the characters and creating little miniature arcs for them that that's when uh that's when next generation actually started getting good in my opinion uh, yeah. I'm sure somebody else has different opinions <laughs> and, because, I mean and, trickies and it got a little <laughs> um so the next generation got good when it got a little bit more character focused right and then voyager actually got better by getting a little less character focused and a little bit more militaristic uh no Um, i I can tell you the exact moment when voyager started getting good it was another character change seven and nine yes yeah when they got rid of fucking like Kess. kess the airy fucking weird one and uh, and replaced her with <coughs> seven of nine. Uh, I mean, there there's other obvious reasons why seven of nine was popular. Uh, Jerry uh, Ryan in a jumpsuit. What are are you looking at? I'm trying to find mouse full of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so that's obviously going to be involved eight, in eight the biscuits. Eight biscuits. Um, we need more biscuits. But with this one, this one actually jumps right out the gate. Okay. So, yeah. There, there is no lull in this one. <laughs> um, more biscuits. <laughs> basically, it starts with the main character for the season. Um, basically, um, mutinying against her captain to do what she thinks is right. Um, and then it, she ends up rejoining a ship because, uh, the Federation's going to war with the Klingons. Of course. Because as you do. Right. Um, let's go to war with a war race. Right. <laughs> I uh, mean, they've only like, lived then, their entire lives going to war and killing the, things. The second she ends up on the discovery, it's like. No holds barred from there. So it's basically just Star Wars the War Show. Uh, or Star there, Trek the War Show. Oh my not, god. 
Uh, the Trekkies are going to fucking hang me right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking crucified on, like, the um, fucking Starship Enterprise. You're like, he said Star Wars. There, <laughs> there is not a slow episode in this series. <laughs> Fire them out the um, photon torpedo tubes. <laughs> and they do some... Uh, uh, they do some experimental things with the science. Huh. <laughs> Go figure. It's fucking Star Trek. They have um, been doing experimental things with science since day one. <laughs> well, now it gets super experimental. Fucking tachyon fields. Um, <laughs> let me say two words. Spore drive. Spore drive. <clears throat> uh, I, I'm just I'm, I'm picturing a big mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big mushroom, isn't the, it? The ship travels on mushroom spores. Oh, that's so. But they that, they explain that the, that this particular uh, they, basically these the, things are connected through see, the fabric of the, the multiverse. What? And this was uh, ten years before Enterprise. Yeah. Why do we before, not hear about the spore the original drive series? They they get around that at the end of the second season because the, the lithium crystals they, captain they get they get around that at the end of the second season okay because the, the, uh, the main character is also spock's adopted sister <clears throat> because that had to be like tied in like forcibly well you had to have a way to tie the show to it plus they make pike the captain okay in the second season okay which you know kind of explains why he is what he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, but he said nothing about the spore drive. Exactly, because he couldn't. Because by the time the original series comes around, that fucking ship is classified for, ah. for reasons. Because of second the, season. Okay, yeah. you're telling me I need to watch the show, and I really, I, 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 I really. I am. I'm waiting for it to finish so that I can watch it on Netflix. <laughs> right. Um, or or probably free through or included already in some other subscription. I'm platform sure, you're but on. I really, you know. I don't know if CBS will actually do that or if they'll keep it on all access. One of the things uh, that I've learned about the CW shows is that, like, if I wanted to watch a fucking, you know, a, a season of something that's currently on television. I have to fucking wait. CW is pretty good because as soon as the season's over, it takes them about a week for them to yeah. get on Netflix. But anything that's fucking CBS or NBC or any of the bigger ones, you have to wait like a year before they fucking show up on. Well, this has two seasons out. They haven't put on anything other than their platform. Right. And that's it's exclusive to their platform. Of course it is. Um, but, I mean, it was. It was really good, and then of course after that, I'm now on a space kick. So I spent the last two evenings uh, rewatching Battlestar Galactica, the original or the <clears throat> uh, or the modern uh, remake. The modern remake. The modern Have remake was all right. Huh? Have you never seen it? Oh yeah, I watched it as it originally aired. So it's been what six years? Was it the uh, I, I the, the hashtag Starbucks not a you know chick? Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember that fucking thing going around. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, shut the fuck up. She's a badass character. Well, as soon as you get past the first season, you realize just how badass she is. Yeah. 
you, you kind of completely forget about uh, the fact that Starbuck, if you go back to the original series, Starbuck was kind of an ass. Well, <laughs> right? like the original series, they all wear fucking capes. That's true. Like, yeah. the, the to me, and fight me on this, oh. I feel like that has the best, like, basically wing commander battles out of any modern show period so uh oh yeah so that's the, the whole reason the current one the, yeah. the, the the remake you mean yeah, yeah that's where because they go full newtonian physics with all the fucking well, fights yes yeah. i and i love the fact they use drums for all the sound effects because there's no sound in space right the only sound you ever heard was in the cockpit everything else was just drums right yeah I I really did like the way that they did you know did all of this you know the sound design for that <laughs> I didn't like the fucking pseudo political bullshit that was right. you know part of the the whole thing but um uh, or the or the religious take that they took on for the last you know last few seasons but I was I was like okay I just want to you well, know I, I want another space epic you, is what I wanted anybody it's a space odyssey right yeah. but anybody who ever enjoyed the original knew that the religious part of it was coming because that was a big focus um, yes the original but, series yeah you know the original series was more uh for me uh it was it really the original series was a failure to compete with star trek and star wars it was well it was more buck rogers than anything else yeah. yeah, it was super classic sci-fi. <laughs> it yeah. was Buck Rogers. Uh, Buck Rogers. I mean, yeah. right down to the fucking I mean, the robot here's bleep, the bleep, thing. Bleep. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. As Buck Rogers as it was, the only reason that show existed was because of the success of the Star Trek motion picture and Star Wars. True. But Otherwise, that show would have never ended up on TV. Just remember the fucking little robot, dude. Bleep, 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 bleep. Um, yeah. So you know that's that is us showing our age right now. Because if you right. have not seen this, this fucking robot dude would be immediately present in your minds. He was like right. one of the most recognizable characters but behind Starbuck. When rewatching it, if if I think about it, really what they did was so with the with the female Starbuck. Of course, like kept her cocky, right? But she was much less of an ass than he was in the original series. She, she was more grounded to the point yeah. where, you know, where, where she Instead, when she came out and said what she was saying, she was saying it super matter-of-factly, and she just basically Instead, knew that it was a fucking, the, dis, you know. All the asshole part of Starbuck, they threw at Baby Adama. Eh. And he's an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but... What's his name? Olmos is fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, like, that's like one of his best roles ever, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Well, and I just really like the the gritty take. Yeah, um, it still holds up pretty well. I it, started watching it. it the holds other day. up. It's on Amazon um, Prime. It it's also free on NBC's app. The um, the miniseries and the and the four seasons. Uh, uh just the um, Cylon chick was uh was like okay this is this uh this shows seven of nine it, it, oh, yeah. it was very apparent that that was what oh, they yeah. were going for too they were like okay we're gonna put this really hot chick in a red dress but, and we're gonna make her like the bad guy 
but the <laughs> yeah. way that her char- but the way that her character plays uh uh plays with the doctor through the whole series right. is in his head yeah yeah fucking beautiful yeah <laughs> fucking doctor was way out there got exactly what he deserved to oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> um but the um i mean they just that's the that's the epitome of doing a remake right i mean you think about the uh the changes they made with the the human like cylons and uh uh flushing out a lot of the history behind it etc right well um, the, the original series didn't really have much to go on well when the original series didn't really try to explain anything either it was just and it never really had an ending things well no because it was cut after a season they did the well, i thought it was two seasons it it's might not have very been long. yeah but it's not very long and they literally did a 90 minute <laughs> tv movie yeah to, to finish, finish it. it yeah um, <laughs> you're still going at that can <laughs> <laughs> why are you putting yourself through that bullshit dude? i know how you can get through it you should just make yourself some biscuits <laughs> <laughs> you wash it down with biscuits Probably the only way that shit's palatable. Carbs. <laughs> Fucking cheddar biscuits. How oh, cheddar biscuits are delicious. Delicious. Those biscuits are delicious. They're, they're so delicious. Delicious. <laughs> um, so I, I started doing that because, well, I already wasted most of the week watching, watching Star Trek. So I was like, yeah, I'm in a space mood. Yeah. I'll go load up the one of the best space. I had a choice, and it was a hard choice. I was either going to watch that, or I was going to watch Babylon 5. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a hard choice for me. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure, I have never actually watched Babylon 5. Really? Yeah. I've never watched it. Nope. Well, if you don't like some of the politics stuff in Battlestar, you wouldn't there's, like Battlestar. There's a reason 5. why there's there's another you know the Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine I couldn't get into either. Less talking, more punching. Right, but I want to the, see space battles, man. The That's thing, the whole reason I watch space TV is for space <laughs> battles. Right. The thing about uh, Babylon Five that it did better than DS Nine um, was one. Of course, they were harsher because well, they're not Star Trek, right? Um, and two, uh, when they did do space battles, for the time it actually looked a whole lot better. Well, now it's it not doesn't anymore. hold up very well now. It's like, uh, it's like because playing an early nineties game granted, on PC. That, <laughs> that show still happened in the mid nineties, right? Right. But back then, it looked great compared to like the next generation and DS Nine because they were doing all the computer animation and everything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just See, have fond memories I'm distracted, of it. so I'm probably going to buy that T-shirt. Yes, yeah, I, I would definitely do it. Definitely, it's an so say we all. Yeah, yeah. So say we all. I um, love that show. I just really, uh, I had a lot of fond memories for it. 
and it was actually really good good writing so it had slow moments but i was fine with it well the the slow moments are justified though it's not like they were (laughs) slow to be just to be slow true the ending Uh, really fucked with my brain so yeah yeah i i feel like um with the ending i almost feel like they had they had two choices and it was probably based on network decision yeah um we could do this ending and end it in four seasons or we can go this direction but we're going to need 6 7 right um it just and it, i feel like that was more a probably a production and money based situation than it was it was. It, it was a um it was an out of the left field situation it's kind of like uh the the ending for that was kind i looked at that and then you play Bioshock Infinite and you see the ending for Bioshock Infinite and it's, you know, oddly similar. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's different, but oddly similar. Yeah, Both endings whole, came out of left field. That whole we've all been here before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just out of left um, field. Plus <laughs> that that whole fourth season with the with the human like Cylons and their more advanced Cylon counterparts fighting against OG Cylons was kind of out of left field. Yeah, it just it just. But then again, I mean, considering how many of them were actually it, Cylons, it kind of blew up a lot of what they'd set up in the previous three seasons, right? And that was the problem. It, yeah, it, it took just, a lot of everything they'd been building towards and, and flipped went, it. Yeah, it just flipped it. It's like yeah. Okay, we need to we need to wrap this up in a season. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um so, I don't know. Plus, you have to admit writing in season 3 was kind of lackluster too. The show really kind of slowed down there. There was a it, uh if I remember correctly, there was a uh, a writer strike around that time. There was. Yeah, so I was probably, you know, a um, lot of shows were hit with the writer strike and yeah. and the storylines for those shows you know suffered greatly because of it yeah there there weren't many there weren't many shows that um really survived uh that strike unscathed yeah um especially uh especially more of the uh more of the sci-fi shows and the and the comedies that's hard to actually Um, all of them got hit really hard it's hard to really recover from having your main writers who already know kind of where they're going with the story fucking just to sign say, no, we're not doing this right now. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you get the, you you get the C team in there because A and B are on strike. <laughs> pretty much. You got people who weren't actually part of the writers guilds. Right. Writing episodes. What did you think you were going to get? Um, but I mean, I've, I've just been enjoying kind of turning my brain off because I was totally over Texas week at work. Yeah, I didn't have much. 
I didn't have much at all. Like after when fucking... I when I did play game, it was while I was watching one of those two shows. Right, and I was literally just playing Into the Breach because it's turn based, and I can just <laughs> you can stop whenever and you know pay yeah. attention. Yeah, I uh, I understand the whole work thing because that's pretty much what I've been doing the entirety since last fucking week. Um, uh, I had. You know, recorded the show, then immediately had to go to fucking work and work pretty much the rest of the fucking night. Uh, And they came home and I was like, uh, I'm done, super fucking done with this week already. Uh, It was my short weekend, so I didn't get a whole lot of a whole lot of fun actually get in there. I did play games, but I really didn't have anything outside of that. Um, I did find out that my glasses are fucked uh, and I'm going to need to actually get new uh, new lenses for my frames and fucking do the whole like lens swapping bullshit and I'm not that looking sucks. forward to it. That, that does not sound fun. Yeah, that's it's a it's a thing. Now, I I had I have the fucking glasses here and they work just fine as long as I don't move my fucking head. I can read things perfectly fine. Like I can't read the goddamn keyboard in front of me very well um but if uh if i'm walking around which i do a lot of at work i uh yeah i i i wore my glasses for the entire five hours i went to work that after the podcast so i'd been wearing my glasses for about eight hours at that point uh and i was doing a lot of walking around and moving my head and shit like that and i had to take the fucking glasses off because I was ready to pop. I was ready to just, you know, you don't want to throw up into a million dollar machine. It's, it's, it's not, not a good time. <laughs> I mean, trying to get on that phone call and, and explain to some fucking IT, you know, IT department halfway across the fucking world why their server is down. Um, <laughs> I puked in it. <laughs> Can you just fucking imagine that? It's like the server went completely dead. Yeah, I saw the sparks. Uh, <laughs> as I was wiping the fucking bile from my chin, uh, <laughs> it was... Uh. And then somebody would be walking up behind you. You're we're, fired. We're going to need you to leave the premises immediately. <laughs> but But no, no, right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god now i'm fucking paranoid about being sick at work okay uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i could help you with that there's no safe space to throw up on the floor <laughs> it says on the doors no liquids allowed <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sure it's happened because now that I thought about it, now there's there ha- had to have happened at least once in IT where somebody came in, you know, worked on a fucking raised floor platform for a data center and threw up someplace. Hopefully not inside a computer. Oh, horrible. I'm sure it's hot. I'm sure it's happened. Uh, but the idea of that happening to a multi-million dollar machine or fucking, you know, yeah, that that that's <laughs> not what I want to think about right now. Okay. So, um, so yeah, a lot of work happens, but I've been taking solace in, you know, in, uh, uh, in some really good games, you know, and I just spent 
all of my free time trying to uh, just forget about work if as I could. And I sunk myself into fucking video games. So, you know, the most important part of the week is my gaming stuff. So let's get into as well as it should be. Um, the, uh, the the game I sunk myself into, I talked about a little bit uh, last week. I said I was starting Hollow Knight, but I really dug deep into that fucking game. Um, I completed that game. I completed it with a hundred and hundred and seven or hundred and eight fucking percent completion because there's DLCs for it that were thankfully free. Uh, just like content updates, like the Grim Troop, uh, Lifeblood, uh, there's a uh, uh, God Home, uh, a couple other ones, uh, and uh, the game's changed quite a you know changed for the better since the first time I tried playing it. Now, the first time I play, tried playing it, I couldn't get the controls quite right, uh, like down pogoing or you know slashing downwards to bounce off of enemies. Um, didn't quite work right with analog sticks when I was playing it, you know, initially. And the game did have some minor bugs. I mean, it's a very, very small team that made that uh, that game possible. Uh, but, it's a pretty damn popular game, too. But damn, is that fucking polished. Like, there is, there is a few games, just a few, that come out with the same level of polish as that game does. And uh, Hollow Knight is really tight. Like, the controls are really, really tight. Everything is, you know, just perfect. Like, the way that that game plays just feels right. Uh, the controls after some patches and, you know, some of the uh, the weirdness of the initial release, uh, they tightened it up even more. Uh, down pogoing is way easier to do on uh, with analog sticks. Uh, the game just feels very smooth. Uh, you have all the control that you need, uh, and you know the the game just you know it progressively gets di- more difficult. Like so, it's compared to uh, Metroidvania with Dark Souls and things like that. Dark Souls. So um, the, the Dark Souls element really is the on, the only thing that that is Dark Soulsy about it is the fact that when you die you have to do a corpse run, and I mean Team Cherry the you know the developers behind it they're basically saying yeah that's something that we kind of got an idea from for Dark Souls but it's not a new thing like you know corpse runs have always been a thing. Right. It's just the, if you die while corpse running, you don't get your stuff back. Um, and that, all that means I mean, is... kind of like Dark Souls. Right. You know, and that's, and all that really is, is the currency, the money, the geo that uh, that the uh, the game's currency is. Well, it's the same thing it is in Souls. Right. You know, Souls are the currency for that. So, you know, the uh, the, the difference there is... You do really well with side scrollers. I do very well with uh, with platforming side scrollers, and this is you know this is a game that actually fucking challenged the piss out of my ability to play those games. Like some of the bosses, if you're not like 
prepared or fully equipped for it, some of the bosses will kick your ass. Holy shit. But each one of them has a pattern. Every one of them has an attack pattern, and they telegraph in small ways what they're going to do. And as soon as you pick up on that, it clicks. Just like a Souls boss. I was about to just say it again. Yep. Just like a Souls boss, as soon as you can pick up on the telegraphs and you know which way or how you need to dodge or what you need to do to prevent taking damage, uh, then, yeah, you you get it just right and it clicks and there's a sense of accomplishment for beating one of these bosses. Like, there's a couple of them that really fucked me up. Like, some of the... Um, uh, some of the later bosses have like f- screen wide attacks, and you're like, "How the fuck do you even dodge this?" And then you figure out, "Oh, you need to be in a certain spot on the screen, and you have to dash through it." You know, you have. You, because, you really need to play Soul Sanctuary. Yes, I know. I know. You told me about this, and I, and it's on the list. It's it's on the list of things that I need to play. Um, but. One of the things that uh, that I played Hollow Knight for is I didn't give it a full shot the first time I played it, uh, and since then, of course, there's been releases and DLCs and you know and things for that. So I said, I'm going, and I'm going to do everything. So uh, I don't know if you've played Hollow Knight before, but you, uh, I got past the second boss that the new game's supposed to be based off of. Gotcha. Okay, so you've at least seen the Grubs. Yeah, I the, was collecting grubs when I was Okay, out. so I've collected all of the grubs. I collected all of the charms. I collected all the charm notches. Uh, I completed the Grim Troop. Uh, and I've explored every inch of the map that I could think of. Like, I spent time in this game. I think I spent like 25 hours or something like that in that. I would come home from work and I would play a little bit more and I would, you know, I would target a boss or I would go in uh, and pick out like the charms that I wanted to go pick up before I passed out. I didn't get very much sleep this week. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to play this game until I fucking beat it. You know, the only thing I didn't do is I didn't play uh, the God Home content. And the God Home content for, uh, for Hollow Knight is basically the Mega Man boss, uh, boss rush mode where you have to play multiple bosses in a row with one health bar. <laughs> so, I mean, you can, you heal in that game by just focusing. So you just find a spot and you can uh, use the, you know, the uh, magic uh, soul to, um, to heal, but you have to sit in a spot for like two seconds to be able to hit, you know, get one of your uh, your hit points or ma- uh, masks back, um, which some of the bosses don't give you two seconds to sit. You know, they are constantly fucking attacking. You have to be constantly dodging and attacking back. Uh, so the boss rush mode just seems like a pain in the ass to me. You know, some of those bosses I could barely get through just the boss in the base game, right? I couldn't right. fucking, like, you squeak by with, like, one health left situations. You're like, oh, I fucking beat it. 
thank God I don't have to do this again. And all, all of a sudden, fucking boss, a boss rush mode comes in. Uh, for, you know, in God Home, you do the pantheons, and it's like uh, all of the bosses, you know, a section of the bosses, like, you know, seven or eight bosses or something like that in a row. Uh, and they you do that, and that's fine. You can beat it just that way. But to really, truly beat the Pantheon, you have to reduce your nail to the base, uh, your your weapon to its base damage. You have to turn off all of your charms. Uh, and there's a couple other ones. But you basically are hobbling yourself with fucking, uh, you know, with bindings, which prevent you from using, you know, using the items that give you the power that, you you know gathered through the game you have okay. to go base you know with just your base you know your skill essentially uh which makes the boss fights way longer and you have to endure a lot more of their bullshit and you take a lot more damage uh i said no fuck that i'm not even going to try <laughs> I said, this is not for me. This is for the people who really, really, really love Hollow Knight uh, and want to squeeze every ounce of, you know, everything out of this game. Uh, Some of the bosses really sucked. Uh, Though, I can tell you the last boss. I mean, the last boss, I'm not going to spoil anything, really. There's not a whole lot of story to this game, but the last boss is the Hollow Knight. Um, and well, yeah, you know, the, that boss fucking threw me for a loop for, you know, for like the first 10 times I tried fighting it. Uh, cause just the pattern was, you know, was not clicking. And then all of a sudden I noticed when he, you know, when he crouches, he's doing a forward stab. If he re- you know, pulls his hand back, he's doing three slashes. If he jumps up, he's going to land where you're standing and spikes will pop up out of the ground. And the spikes are telegraphed so you can, you know, get out, you know, get out of the way. Right. You know, there's certain subtleties to his, you know, his attacks that I'm like, oh, I got this. I got this now. And I fucking like, I see what you're doing there. Came in, beat his ass. Got the worst ending in the game. <laughs> There is multiple endings. You have to actually, uh, uh, you have to uh, do it a couple times to get the right, you know, the the good ending. But uh, I felt 107% or 108% or whatever the fuck I ended up on was good enough for me. (laughs) Right. I felt like I had gotten my enjoyment out of the game and I wasn't going to wring the extra, I don't know, 5% left out of it. So... Uh, I decided I'm going to move on. But uh, if you have not played Hollow Knight, fucking do it. It is solid. Like, so, you know, seems like a very simple game, but it does have its, uh, it has its, uh, its, its good feel to it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm debating again. Like, we've been talking about these platformers, and I've got three of them that I'd like to play. Hollow Knight's one of them. There's one on PS4, and I can't remember the name of it, that was similar to Hollow Knight. And then there's also Salt and Sanctuary, which I could play another build that I haven't played. Because the thing about Salt and Sanctuary is very much like Souls. You start off with builds, and you can expand from that. So you could have somebody who stabs and shoots magic. Right. 
So you've got a lot of options, and I went very sword and board my way through that. Yeah, the you know the Hollow Knights, you know Hollow Knights, very simple is in the in the build category because I mean you really you have to get used to the the length of his attacks, but there are a couple charms that you can get about midway through the game uh, called the Long Nail and uh, Mark of Pride. If you put those two things on, uh, those two charms, those charms will give you additional length to your attacks. And oh my god, that made the game way fucking easier for me. Like, I got used to that. And now Mark of Pride, at the very minimum, is one of the charms that's on every one of my builds. Because, you know, that extra... That extra arm length for the attack was just key for being able to hit certain enemies that were only open while they were swinging. So they you could only damage them while they're attacking. Gotcha. So it was, uh, it it was it was absolutely absolutely key. But give Hollow Knight a try, dude, and and stick through it. You have to persevere because there was some times where I'm like, oh my god, I'm beating my head against a wall. It felt just like my first time playing through the original Dark Souls. Like, I I, I didn't play through it. I, I got to... Oh, fuck. What was that boss? I don't know. It's like fucking... You know, it wasn't too many bosses in, but it's in a very small fucking room, and he's basically just claws. <laughs> I'm right. sure you know which one I'm talking about. Super fast claws. That's all I can. Uh, that's all I remember. Um, I can't remember the stuff in my head. I haven't played it in so long. But, I thought about playing it again, but pause. Right. Pause and pause. Right. So, yeah, I played that, and then because that's you know, Hollow Knight's a Metroidvania, and you know, I kind of have a soft spot for those games because I I do like retracing my steps and going through and finding new shit and you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, well, fuck, there's another fucking game that came out not too long ago that, uh, that is basically made by the person who made Metroidvania, Metroidvania, you know? So I picked up Bloodstained, uh, said I was going to do it. I said, this is the perfect time. I just completed Hollow Knight. Fucking, I'm already got the controller in hand. Fucking download. Uh, so I downloaded fucking, you know, Bloodstained and boy, the, um, the art direction is way different <laughs> between the two. Like I got used to dark grays and whites and dark grays and not a whole lot of color, uh, right. from Hollow Knight. And then, you know, going into Bloodstained and everything's really colorful. Um, and it was it was a shock because a lot of what you do with Hollow Knight is you dodge. You have a, a dodge button and you dodge. So you can dodge through shit. You can dodge over shit. Uh, Bloodstain doesn't have that. <laughs> there is, you know, it's it's very Castlevania as far as how uh, how it plays. So you have to position yourself properly uh, and crouch and slide and you know you can backstep just like Simon could back you know back in the day but that's about it you know um so initially bloodstains didn't click for me it didn't you know it it just felt weird but that was coming directly off of 
a very tight, you know, uh, control scheme from Hollow Knight. So it felt really loose and didn't feel quite right at the beginning. But I just I just had to get used to it. It was you know it plays a little bit differently. It plays like Castlevania, not like Hollow Knight. So I was like, okay, I can deal with this. Just get through the first few sections, and it's gonna work just fine. Right. And outside of a couple minor bugs, you know, and I say minor, I mean like a bug that crashed the game and lost you know fifteen minutes worth of my fucking playtime. It's minor. I mean, at least the fucking, you know, save worked when I loaded it back up again. Right. Um, outside of that, I've been having a lot of fun with this game. There is, you know, where uh, Hollow Knight only has one weapon, essentially. Uh, you have a metric fuck ton of different options for, uh, for Bloodstained. And each weapon feels differently. You know, it has... Some of them are very similar, like, you know, the long sword and different options, you know, different iterations of a stronger long sword all slash the same, right? Uh, but there are magic weapons like a flying long sword, which you throw, and then it fucking does a little twirl and comes back to you. Uh, that changes the gameplay up quite a bit. Uh, so you can approach enemies from a distance instead of having to get super close. Uh, there's, there is a metric whack ton of fucking, you know, spells in this game, all, you know, all called shards, uh, that you get for defeating enemies randomly. And the more shards that you gather of that type, the stronger it gets. Uh, so I, I'm like, uh, I'm just going through and I'm actually farming certain enemies for the shard that they drop. Uh, to make the spell that they give me more powerful. Uh, and right now, my most powerful spell is a flying pig. I can shoot flying pigs from my hands. And they bounce off walls. Nice. <laughs> the uh, the benefit of these, bi- uh, these pigs is that they also bounce off of enemies. So you can kind of pinball the fucking uh you know pig around and they can hit the uh, boss multiple times well or enemies multiple times well if you get into a boss battle in a small room and that boss is generally like you know stays on the ground most of the time they'll flip around and do a bunch of weird shit on the screen you can just shoot like fucking six pigs between the boss and it'll bounce through bounce off the boss hit the wall and then hit the boss again and you got six of those fucking pigs going back and forth, constantly hitting the boss like that. You fucking rack up so much damage just from bouncing pigs off of bosses' faces. Uh, <laughs> you know, on top of your normal attacks, you know, you can get through some really tough boss battles that way. I call it the pigarang. The pigarang. The uh, <laughs> the pork cannon. Uh, the <laughs> It's the 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 look on his face. <laughs> what is that? That's the sound a pork cannon makes. Oh. Okay. Now, uh, uh, Bloodstained is uh, is very very Castlevania like. If you liked um, uh, Symphony of the Night uh, and the whole you know RPG elements with Alucard. Uh, 
this game is going to feel very much like an updated Symphony of the Night, but it's it's uh, it's different in a couple key ways. Um, you know the uh, the female protagonist, uh, the uh, the 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 fact that she starts off with fucking kung fu shoes and you know that's how she is attacking is kicking things. Um, that that's a thing there too. Uh, some of the weapon or most of the weapon types have special attacks, kind of like the Hadouken, like down, down, forward, forward attack button, and it does a thing. Uh, so a lot of Street Fighter moves are you know kind of thrown in there as well uh, for certain weapon types. Uh, you know, and those attacks are pretty powerful. See, you know, lots and lots of customization builds and, you know, and, uh, you know, different armor types and different benefits that they can do. So this game really allows you about mid game to build the way that you need to build to uh, to accommodate a certain weapon, like increasing its attack power or, uh, you know, or reducing its swing time so you can attack faster. Uh, things like that. I mean, there's a fucking sword that is basically a sword of rotating blades that when you hit things, it it does multiple attacks as the blade is going through it. Nice. So it's it's really it's really fun. Like there's a lot of really interesting, you know, uh uh weapon combinations and spells and shit that you can fucking like find. Um Art direction wise, it's okay. Uh, it's, it's everything's kind of got a sort of cell shaded look to it. Uh, he said it, you know the 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 developers basically you know said that this was to uh, make it look more striking, but I feel it kind of cheapens it a little bit. Um, animations are all right. Uh, the voice acting really kind of. It's okay, but the enemy, you know, like the enemy sounds, I really wish that they would not have done some of the things that they did. Like hitting fairies in this fucking game really bothers me because the fairies are like, why, why you, why do you do this? And lots of like weird fucking like, you know, Japanese screams. Uh, and it gets really annoying after the, about the hundredth one that you kill. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's, there's a couple things that just drives me crazy about that, but you can thankfully turn this, you know, you can turn the voice down if you want, which I did turn it down to one <laughs> so that I could tell something's happening, but it's not so shrill. Um, I, and I found that the game allows you to have bad endings as well. Um, I got about 45% through it. I've, I played for about 12 hours last night. Um, and I got about 45% of the map cleared, but it let me go to the boss's room. The, the main characters, you know, the main boss's, you know, room and allowed me to fight the main boss. And then it, I got a really weird cutscene where it's like, okay, well, the main boss is, 
you know, has been defeated, but the castle's still there, and they're like, well, it's not your problem anymore, it's the church's problem. And then it goes to a game over screen. Like, figures. wait, what? I'm like, what did I do wrong? I thought that was the whole quest, was to beat this guy. <laughs> so, there's more to the game, and uh, I basically, you know, jumped the gun on beating the guy. So, uh, I went back and loaded up my save and continued on finding more fucking paths of things, you know, and things to kill and, and stuff. But I'm looking forward to, you know, beating this game. You know, a lot of the steam stuff, like people who say that they've beat the game. I looked at their uh, average play time and they, you know, average at about 35 to 40 hours. Um, I'm not sure if they played through it a couple times. Um, I feel like it could be done in maybe 20, 25 hours. Gotcha. But kind of just, it feels right. It just, if you come from Hollow Knight, just know that it's going to be jarring. <laughs> Let's say I've got uh, some real quick reviews of some stuff I'm playing. I'm playing Streets of Rogue. I think I talked a little bit about it last week. It is basically kind of like a Streets of Rage roguelike. Yeah. Um, you unlock classes as you go. Each one plays a lot different than the last. Um, it is very much go to each level, do the things and stuff, unlock the story for the next things and stuff. It's very combat focused, um, but it does change depending on the class and what you do. So, like, for instance, the doctor can chloroform people. He can't use <laughs> direct weapons, so he has to rely on that plus hiring goons, basically. Okay. Um, the soldier has, like, a machine gun. Um, and some grenades, which are actually super handy. As you do. Um, the thief can stand behind people and pickpocket their, pickpocket their items, which is super handy. Nice. Um, but it's really kind of hard to describe. It's basically like a top-down beat-em-up with randomized levels and randomized goals, and the objectives get all the way through the like all five levels. Um, then you get uh, chicken nuggets as your currency. The chicken nuggets are what you use to do like talent unlocks. I mean, and you do those for quests. I want to, I, I want to, I want to pay for everything in chicken nuggets. So that's it's kind of cute and fun, but I I like it pretty well, um, and I got it on the cheap. Uh, also playing Jupiter Hell, which is an early access title. It's another roguelite. I play a lot of roguelites. I, to explain that very briefly, it's a it's a, something that I can kind of pick up and put down, and that's been my life the last month and a half. Pick up and put down. Yeah. yeah. So. Not a lot. Of, I mean, I probably could jump into a Fallout title. It's just going to be pausing it a lot. You know, something really grand like that is going to be kind of hard until my puppy's asleep as she is right now. But uh, Jupiter Hell is like kind of like turn-based Doom. Yeah, I noticed you were playing it when I came in. and it's... I was on a pretty long... I was actually on my best run ever when you guys came here, as evidenced by the scoreboard. Right. Um, and that unlocked additional talents and things that I could do based on how far I got in the game. And I beat the game on easy with uh, the run that I was on, which is the first time I'd ever done it when you guys came in. Basically, every time you move, um, the enemy moves or d performs an action. Every time you reload, the enemy performs an action. Like, every time you do something, the enemy performs an action. Right. Um, you can just hold down the move button, though, and you'll move, and that's that many actions the enemy will work on. Um, but it plays out and you've got four directions that actually the controls are set up to not use the mouse at all it's all keyboard or all controller i've been using the steam controller a lot um as well as the the keyboard no mouse 
Um, but basically, it's a procedurally done levels that you go down an elevator in each level, and then it kind of takes you to the next area, and then you unlock different things in chests or enemy drops. And, and you get different varieties of weapons, and you can add mods to those weapons, and you have different skills you can take as you level up. Super um, what? Okay, so I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to work this out. So it's it's kind of like it's it's a rogue. That's uh, like it's, uh roguelike. Um like the game rogue. Uh Smash TV, Doom, RPG, uh super hot. Kinda. Because <laughs> you've you've got those things kind of really, together. They, they call it like Chess with shotguns. Chess with shotguns. That is extreme. <laughs> it has some really goofy metal music that it plays in the background if you just let the music play. It's on a big loop. Um, but it overall, I mean, it's pretty satisfying. I've already put like 10 hours into it. When I first cracked it open, it was like kind of ugly. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel. Let's see how the gameplay is. And then I kind of got into it. Then I kind of got into it a lot. And then I played like three runs. It kept dying until I figured it out a little bit better. Uh, it's got a lot of cover. There's a lot of cover-based stuff, so you reposition yourself around a corner, and then it'll give you an icon that says now you're in cover, and now they're not in cover, and you got a better chance to hit. Um, but it's just watch some, um, watch some gameplay trailers of it, and see if it's something that's for you. I, I think it, it's worth seeing somebody actually play it because it's not fast-paced at all. Um, no. But I think watching somebody play it also would give you a a, a full sense of what the action's yeah, like. The, it's like halfway turn-based. Like, it absolutely is, but it moves faster than a lot of turn-based games. Right. It's just actions happen when you perform actions, right? So that's how the turns work. But the turns are never over. There's never a start and a stop screen like an old Final Fantasy game. It's just you move, they move. You move, they move. You shoot, they shoot. You know, you reload, they shoot. You know, whatever. Right. It's... It's very super hot in that way. And then it, all the actions when you move are pretty fast. So it's very interesting in the way that it plays. It's I haven't played anything else like it, really. Right. Um, it's an isometric turn-based game that's kind of like Doom. Um, yeah, give it a shot. It's, it's a, uh, I don't know, it looks like it's being played on a CRT because the uh, UI is all curved and, you know, in... It's like, the scan lines and everything. Scan lines, yeah. It, it felt like that was intentional, like you were meant to be like watching a security monitor or yeah, something. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was... Yeah, you, you can know, turn it all the way off. I kind of got used to it, so I just left it on. Yeah, but it's just... It's different. It's weird. It's, those are really the only two games I'm playing right now. Now that you're talking about these other games, I might jump into something else tonight, since I just finally beat Jupiter Hill. Not that I'm going to stop playing it, but... Right. I've played that three nights in a row. Yeah, because you did that run in... What, like the 45 minutes you and I wait, waited on Rusty to get here? Well, I had loaded Sorry. a save. Um, you can literally save it anywhere. Oh, okay. So I loaded a save that I was already about 20 minutes in. But, yeah. That's another thing. So, um, so about uh, an hour total for the run. Something like that, yeah. Like, you can complete the runs fairly fast, and I think that's a good... The only complaint I ever had against Dead Cells, which I do think is a superior game to this, just a little bit different. The runs on that can be extremely long. Right. For a roguelike. Like, they are... You could have a four-hour fucking run in that game. And oh. then die. Well... And then you unlock different items. Right? Yeah. I never got that far. <laughs> so... 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go grab an energy drink real quick that doesn't taste like yeah. cake. I think it's about <laughs> time for a break. All right. We'll be back. All right. like birthday cake no it doesn't <laughs> it, slurping your grape juice yeah <laughs> feel a little better now it Ooh. tastes like candy taint you know we were talking where we are back I, we were talking about all this stuff and ended up buying a that Battlestar shirt and a and an XCOM shirt because they were like eleven dollars there you go Oh, man, I need to actually get some graphic tees. Um, well, my dress code got drastically changed at work, so I can wear whatever I want as long as it's not offensive and not interview day, basically. Oh, that's not bad. So I can wear that in jeans. That's so, nice. That's not bad at all. So I'm making a point, like, every check to buy a couple of shirts. So, like, I went, you know, obviously I bought right. a bunch of band shirts when I was up at that show, but I'm going to wear, like, two of them. But, yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so I'm just going to keep ordering dorky tees for sure for work. I don't have to wear anything that's, I mean, as you long do as, have to wear clothes. I mean, I mean, yeah, I do have to wear clothes, of course, uh, unless I'm working from home. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, just tangent wise, yeah. we're going to talk about something real quick. Yeah. So I was letting the deaf puppy outside because um, <laughs> we didn't make sure she had to go wee. <laughs> and I've had a, a visitor on my back porch. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I opened the door, this little, I don't know what kind of, he's not a wolf spider. What is it? He's, it was just a fucking weaver, I think. Yeah. Um, he likes to weave a web right over the door, um, in the door frame. <laughs> and so I let the dogs out, and then he was just right there in my face, so I dropped the puppy, and then Rusty <laughs> didn't shriek, but he, his body involuntary moved i noped out he'd like moped backwards i noped out i noped backwards i I looked i took a step back i pivoted on my fucking heel and i noped out i I did do not do spiders at all yeah so he backed the fuck away then i took a broom that is now an outside broom And just knocked his web down. I didn't kill him, but but he wow. keeps building a web up there, and I've knocked it down several times. For some reason, he really likes that door frame. It's so right I, next to the fucking light. He gets a lot of fucking you know food gets, coming by. So I don't keep the light on, but yeah. So he uh, he built a web the other night, and I knocked it down. And then the puppy's getting way better about telling me when she has to wee or take a yeah. dump. So she woke me up at two this morning, licking my face right on my eyeballs, <laughs> and. uh I took her out to wee and did forgot about it. So at like two in the morning, I'm like out there in my fucking boxers, just walked right through that fucking web. Oh, fuck that. Just, <laughs> and oh. you know, I didn't feel the spider, but I felt the web just oh, wrap no. around my face. Oh. And so like I'm like dancing out there, all the dogs looking at me like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" It's just moonlight and me yeah. wiping spider web off my face while I'm wearing nothing but boxers. The and, worst and fucking sandals. feeling. The worst fucking feeling. So, but at a certain point, I just like shook my hair, like did the dance. And I was like, if he's on me, he's on me. I'm tired as fuck. And I just grabbed the puppy after she weed, <laughs> walked right back, and then just went right back to sleep. Uh, 
no, 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 nope. I would be in a fucking shower. I'll be never. I'll never be clean. I'll never be clean. I would. I'm sure be, there was pieces of web in my hair when I went to sleep. Uh, no, I'm, it's I've, it's way less worse when you're half. Well, maybe for me, when I was not, I was kind of desensitized and half awake, and it woke me up for a minute, and then I was just like, I'm so tired. No, if I fucking was, like, sleepwalking, walked right straight into a fucking web, the first fucking thing that would shoot through my brain is that that fucking spider now is on my face. And I would be doing all of, like, the stop, drop, and rolls. I would be fucking, like... Full hand fucking, like, trying to get my fucking, you know, pull my face off. I would be fucking clawing at my face trying to get that fucker off. Because uh, my brain doesn't work, you know, with, with spiders. They're the size, if they're the size of your thumbnail, uh, they automatically are magnified in my brain. They're the size of my hand. Uh, and, and he's less than the size of your thumbnail. Right. He, I mean, I got a good look at him because, thanks. You're like, do you see that? And I'm like, yep, no pout. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been checking every time I open the back door because he keeps rebuilding his web. And I figure he's catching, like, wasps and shit because I haven't seen any wasps in a while. No. So he's doing a pretty good job. I just don't want him on the door frame. If he could just move to the left about five feet, I'd be pretty all right. <laughs> You've been evicted from the door frame. I'm going to need you to go to the That's window. why I Thank keep not killing much. him is just because, I mean, I don't really like spiders that much, but they play a, an important role in our ecosystem. And that's fine as long as I don't see them. I mean. Well, I just expect him at this point. So every time I open that door, I check. No, so uh, you know, I, I, I work at night. Things, you know, this shit will happen at fucking night. You know, so, uh, you know, the place that I work is right next to a fucking forest. I know I'm going to run into a fucking spider every once in a while. Right. Now I have, uh, there's, there's a funnel web spider right next to the fucking door coming into work. He's off in the fucking corner, built his fucking web and it's a big, big fucking funnel. His name is George. Um, and as long as I don't see him in his fucking web, which they they tend to hide in the funnel. I'm fine. I can just kind of walk around George, and he's fine, right? I'll I'll leave him alone. The ones that really fucking piss me off are the ones that leave the singular fucking strand as they fucking like jump to one or from one place to another, and they and those strands will just sit there and fucking flap in the wind. Well, if you are walking by a sign and like a fucking handicap sign and that you know that fucking singular strand just like fucking flies across your face it feels like you've just walked through the entirety of the fucking web and you're like oh, 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 I'm going to get off my face have you uh have you ever shined a flashlight in the grass um so no fuck you Do i you know what i'm you know i'm going with that yes uh it, where you see the like sometimes you see a little a lot of pinpricks of light yes. that's all little spiders in the grass <laughs> yeah they come uh, in at night. Like, have you ever seen, like, it looks like velvet on the ground yeah. when they start building little webs between the grass? Fuck you. It happens a lot out here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I have to walk out probably two or three times a night to a drop box for my parts. Right? So, uh, the drop box is underneath the light, you know, and it naturally attracts fucking loads of moths and shit like that, right? Right. 
uh, and I go out there to pick up uh, to pick up my parts, and this is a big fucking like six foot tall box that's out you know outside, uh, not covered or anything, and. I go, I'm staring at my phone, I'm watching some fucking YouTube video or something like that, and then I look up, and on the door of the box is a big fucking wolf spider, and I, and of course, the magnification that happens in my brain made that fucking wolf spider about the size of my hand again. You know, it was a big guy. You know, like, in truth, is a big spider, but, I mean, ultimately, it's gonna fucking run away, right? You know, but... He's on the fucking box, like the door of the box. And I have to put my hand on that box. And I was like, uh, nope. And I turned around and walked fucking back in. I said, not, I could fucking Sparta kick the fucking door right now. Or I could walk back in and come out later. And I ended up coming, going back like a bitch. I am a little bitch when it comes to spiders. I walked back in. I came back out about an hour and a half, two hours later. And he was gone. I'm like, okay, I can survive this. But I made sure to look around to make sure he wasn't, like, hiding around the fucking corner. Right. I, uh, arachnophobia is a real thing, guys. And I really fucking hate spiders. I really hate spiders. And I will fucking nope out of just about anything that requires, you know, having to deal with spiders. So thanks for showing me the spider. Now my fucking spidey sense is tingling. <sighs> <laughs> Some of them are kind of cute. Some of them are kind of cute. Okay, so that is the 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 pictures of the cute finger quote spiders. Of course, they only get a picture of the fucking like alien eyes. Okay, no, that's not cute. That that is not cute to me. The fucking alien eight eye fucking array. Fuck I mean, that, that kind of looks like a Klingon. None of these things look fucking cute to me. They they look like they're about to fuck. That's not cute either. I don't care how fucking small and fuzzy they are. Fuck that. No. They are dealers of death. Right. They. (laughs) You mean like that? Yeah. Yeah. Will you stop showing me pictures of spiders? It's not necessarily their faces. It's like the whole array of everything. Like... They're fucking, you know, they've got eight legs. It's not natural. It does not look fucking right. It's just, everything about him is just, there is a point in fucking Hollow Knight. Like, this really fucking triggered me. How do you do with Limbo? Uh, No, oh God, Limbo fucking. uh, I When I got to the spider, I got to the fucking spider part of uh, of Limbo. Stopped playing Limbo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. Um, there is a part, a part in Hollow Knight when you get into a place called Deep Nest, which is basically a spider, a spider den. And there is a point when you get deep inside Deep Nest that the foreground of the game ends up having like spiders, you know, kind of skittering across it like a fucking shadow, uh, you know, going across the foreground of the screen. So you can't, like, you can't miss it. It's right fucking there. And then there's some parts where the shadow will kind of 
uh, crawl from the foreground into the main gameplay area of the game so that it becomes an enemy. Right. The entirety of that fucking portion of the game, I got through as quickly as I possibly could. I focused only on the gameplay area and just kind of blurred out everything else. And I, and I said, as soon as I'm done with this place, I'm never coming back. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I made sure I got through it very quickly, and I made sure I got through it as completely as possible so I never had to return. <laughs> Fair that enough. Play, you know, everything about that place sucked. Uh, 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 thank you for triggering my arachnophobia again. Thank you. Was that him? Will you please stop showing me pictures of spiders, you fuck? You fuck. Why are you looking at this? I have to figure out what it is. Whatever it was, it was about the size of your head, and it was orange. (laughs) Very tan. Very tan. Very tan. And... A hints orb weaver? About the size of a seven-year-old. Like that. Kind of like that. Yeah, that looks kind of right. God... Damn it, stop showing me pictures. <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> There's 137 pictures on here. That's 137 pictures I don't want to see. <laughs> oh my I God. very much looks like him. I think that's what he is. So he's a weaver, right? Yeah, he's a weaver. Like, here's a super tame, right? Like, that's about the shape, right? About the, it's about, yeah. And that web looks about right okay fucking like identify him now you're gonna name him his name is fucking kyle i'm gonna name him kyle <laughs> Kyle, you bastard <laughs> uh, what the fuck is this show about it's uh, definitely not, not about, about spiders it's yeah. not about spiders fuck that. yeah i'm not a real big it on is spiders about video games it is about video games hey <laughs> Um, Jason, you got help segue us. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do I, it. I can't. I biscuits. I don't know how to like segue that. You can't. Just fucking hard turn, man. Hard turn. I don't fucking care what it is. So, and hey, uh, you know, moving you, on. Moving on. So, there is something that you can guys could play here pretty soon. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, I know that, so No Man's Sky Beyond yes. comes out next week. Yes. So they did, There's... Sean Murray put out a trailer. Uh, it's a two minute trailer uh, for uh, for Beyond, and I watched it about ten times. So, since you've watched it ten times, what were the major changes that you could tell from the trailer? So, there's a couple things that, you know, that looks... Aside from the VR thing that I think is pretty cool. So, the you know, of course, VR is a big thing. So, uh, going from memory now, uh, the very first other character outside of the player character that's, sh- uh, that's shown in the game uh, looks different. Like, it's a different... Uh, character model. It doesn't look right. like any of the other uh, any of the other races. So that means that there might be another race, or at least another head model for the travelers, or something like that. Uh, so he looks different, uh, and then it pans through, uh, and it looks like the building that is there is built into 
like a wall or into like a uh, uh, into the uh, into the mountainside, which was really hard to do, uh, and always. I don't know if you've ever, if you've tried to build into the mountainside and into a mountainside base in that game. It sucks because the procedural generation will tend to encroach the land back into your buildings and you have to continually dig them out. So that really, you know, if that's a thing that they fixed, that would be great. Uh, then it pans to the left and there looks to be, there's a portal which is already in the game, but behind that portal is a different, you know, it looks like it has something on a cylinder, like a, you know, looks like a, you know, a six gun, you know, cylinder, but it's, it's a new device. So there's a, there's a a new, it's possibly like an extractor for gases or something, hopefully. Uh, And then it goes up, uh, up the hill. And then you see a player character riding, a creature, which that's not a thing in the game, but will be. You can tame creatures and ride them, which means that you can ride the fucking, cra- you know, little crab things. They're not spiders and they're not ticks. They're crabs. Um, in my mind, that's how I rationalize it. Uh, but there's player characters riding creatures it looks like some of the uh, the ships might have gotten a touch up as far as the textures, like maybe some customization. We don't know. Uh, there's another extractor that looks like a miner. Um, that's uh, that showed there. That's that's not in the game currently. So that's an, another structure that can be built. Uh, and then. Uh, let's see, I'm probably missing a few other things. Combat is fairly similar, uh, but the uh, the one thing that is kind of the massive you know addition to this is that there is a new space anomaly that is a hub that's much bigger on the inside than it looks like on the outside. Very fucking Doctor Who, uh, and uh, it's is supposed to be more like a player hub, not like the space stations, but a, a much bigger area where multiple people can kind of gather. So I'm hoping that they're doing a little bit more in the multiplayer and making it so that, you know, you can kind of see people rather than see orbs. Uh, and if the hubs are what they what I think they are. I mean, No Man's Sky is kind of a spread out situation, right? You have to really find you have to really work to find somebody unless you're in one of the well documented online, you know, like core sections of the galaxy where people have, you know, settled, I guess. Right. Um but the uh, you know I don't know how the uh, the hub world works like the hub station, if it's you know if it's set up as an instance where anybody from any part of the galaxy goes into one of these, they go into an instance of that hub station because the space anomalies are really anomalies. They they could just kind of randomly grab people and throw them into an instance of the inside of one of those things. So that you always see something, but that's kind of speculation. Um, 
but for me the uh, the big bonuses would be trying to play this in VR. I'm sure that I'm going to get a headache because uh, that game has you moving a lot. And if you are in VR and you are moving a lot, you're going to get motion sick pretty quick. Um, you know, so I'm going to try it in VR, but I, I plan on picking up, uh, you know, reinstalling No Man's Sky and giving it one last shot. Uh, I do too. I don't know if it'll be this month or not, because I am really going to pick up Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Yeah, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is another one of those uh, games that's kind of on my list as well. I do need to pick that up and play that. I really enjoyed the original Rebel Galaxy, but I think the original Rebel Galaxy, the reason why I liked it was because of the uh, the broadside combat. Uh, that that really that clicked for me. I loved it. <laughs> it was just it, something it was about good. it just felt right. You know, that and I can make my own sound uh, soundtrack for it, which, I mean, I have a very specific set of really cool songs to throw in there, and that is just right. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm a... Uh... Oh, that could be fun. Old school Rebel Galaxy. Yeah, uh, I thought about it. Um, I still got the uh, the Rebel Galaxy se- uh, song folder. All I have to do is just drop it in and uh, assign the songs to you know where they're supposed to play, and uh, I get my initial playthrough of Rebel Galaxy going. And that's what like fifteen twenty hours worth of gameplay right there. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, one of the things that I saw uh, uh, on Steam just the other day was that there's a Starpoint Gemini 3 coming out. And I really liked Starpoint Gemini 2. I played the shit out of that. Um, if it wasn't so grindy, I would jump into it. I keep almost jumping back into it. The Starpoint Gemini 2, the you know, uh, it is grindy, but... As soon as you figure out that stealing other people's ships or stealing the NPC ships is the way to go to make money, that is, you know, do all of your initial leveling really early on just to get the invasion, you know, abilities, you know, so up your crew, up your, you know, you know, your defenses for, you know, you know, your attack and invasion defenses. Uh, and invade other fucking ships and just steal the small ships until you can buy bigger ones so you right. can get more crew. And you're just stealing ships. You go fucking full pirate mode to make money you, in that so game. Should you do Gemini 2 or Warlords? I played Gemini 2. I, Warlords was more RTS-y for me. Um, and so is there a pretty big difference in gameplay? There's a there's a pretty big difference. Um, Starpoint play... Gemini 2 was, uh, was more of a... Um, uh, it, it's more of an exploration, you know, space combat um, on octagons. It's it's interesting in its own way, right? It's not like any other game that I can think of because it's more top-down um, space combat. Yeah. Uh, but uh, once you get into that game, it makes perfect sense like you can get 
you can get real good at that fucking game. You know, I I beat the fuck out of that game. Just don't listen. Turn off voice acting completely before you start playing. Because if you listen to the voice acting, you're going to think that the game was made by a (laughs) two-year-old. The voice acting is terrible. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to uh, Starpoint Gemini 3. It looks more uh, like uh, 3D ship combat. You know, third-person 3D ship combat, which I can get behind. Okay. Jason, you got anything? Uh, Yeah. Let me pull it back up here real quick. So, a couple of of, uh, interesting things. So, uh, ESA announced uh, a couple of days ago that... uh, that Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are actually going to roll out a new policy uh, that would apply to all new games coming up to coming to market and any updates to existing games. That um, basically they have to disclose that game makers basically have to disclose loot box odds. Oh, buddy. Um, so they actually have to tell you what your odds are of getting a rare item, yada, yada, yada. Um, which is, uh, which I think is a pretty big thing. I mean, that's, that's taking a step towards, uh, um, just more transparency, which is always a good thing. Yeah. So it's, Notably, does not include PC though. You know that, and that's and that's one of those. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things that just kind of stands out. You know, it's it's uh not. You know, doesn't include P- the PC market, which I mean, the PC market really needs it as well. There's there's quite a few uh, games that you know that are based off of a loot box you know, or has loot boxes. It also doesn't include um, mobile, which uh, arguably is probably the biggest market for loot boxes um, because it's really easy to do microtransactions on mobile, unfortunately, and it's what makes it, you know, super profitable for those companies to make games that have those uh, aggressive, you know, monetization schemes. Uh, and arguably mobile is what kind of spawned that. It's not always been just a mobile thing. I mean, if you go back to, uh, if you go back to just the basics, like picking up a a card pack in Magic the Gathering, for instance, even back in the day, uh, you don't know exactly what you're getting because each pack is a sealed deck, you know, or sealed pack. But there is, there was a scheme to it. So, for instance, when I went out and bought a Magic the Gathering booster pack, I knew I was getting 15 cards. Three of those would be uncommon, and they'd be one rare. And there was a possibility of that rare being an ultra rare. You know, so, there. you know, I knew kind of what I was getting. Like, if I bought a box of booster packs, I knew I was getting X amount of rares, and those rares could possibly be ultra rares. You know, 
I knew what I was getting when I bought them. That was the key thing. You know, essentially the oldest style of loot box was, you know, was a, you know, was a card pack, you know, you know, back in the day. Now they've, you know, they still sell booster packs online for the, you know, the online versions of uh, Magic the Gathering. And I don't see anybody bitching about, you know, Magic's ability to do this, but the Wizards, uh, Blizzard and, you know, the, uh, the Blizzard Activision and, um, you know, the old Wizards team are kind of on board with this, uh, you know, are, were they named as on board with this? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Okay. Cause I know that, you know, it's, it's going to affect anybody that's on those platforms that has games that have loot boxes, which is of course EA and Bioware and, you know, um, you know, and it's going to include Blizzard because, you know, uh, because you can buy boxes for fucking Overwatch and whatnot. Does having the odds change anything? I mean, really? If you knew that buying a, a loot box that had a 5% chance of having a rare in it, would that prevent you from purchasing it? Or would that, you know, or would you end up buying more? You know, right. And that leaves that up to the player. Right. You know, I think that, you know, that that it's a step in the right direction, but it's not fully what we need. I mean, the idea is to get rid of loot boxes in their entirety because they are predatory. They, you know, they prey on whales they prey on the people who you know don't necessarily have full control over their bank account like kids on their fucking you know parents credit card or whatever you know uh that's that's what they prey on and they make fuck loads of money on it uh and because it's predatory in that way don't think that they have a place you know you know, in the, you know, the grand scheme of things. Now I don't mind, you know, get, get this. I didn't mind, you know, going back to my magic, the gathering analogy. I did not mind going to a card store when I played magic, the gathering, looking at an ultra rare card in their case and saying, I will pay for, I'll pay 20 bucks for that. It would take me probably $150 worth of just random chance in the booster packs to get that card. That's the card I want. I'll pay 20 bucks for that. Right. You know, if they, you know, I don't like microtransactions at all, but if they just fucking, you know, straight up, you can buy this, you know, this item or you can buy this thing for X amount of money. And it doesn't that, and that has, you know, the only way that that could work is if it does not get more expensive, it gets less expensive over time. Like sales, for instance, I don't mind that, you know, seeing that as well. But, you know, you want Darth Vader, you pay five bucks. It's then, you know, an optional DLC. You're not rolling the dice to actually try to get Darth Vader hundreds of times and possibly spending way more money and getting a bunch of shit that you don't need trying to get Darth Vader. Darth Vader's just an arbitrary thing that I picked up, but that's that's my point. I mean... Go to the card shop option. Have them all listed. You can purchase what you want. Yep. If you have to have microtransactions, that's the way it needs to be. 
you know. Agreed. So, step in the right direction, but not not the full thing. Not what not what we need to see. Not what we need to see at all. We're never going to fully get rid of microtransactions. It's too profitable to these companies. You know, so that is fair. You know, this is the compromise. <laughs> yep. So other than other than that, I didn't really notice anything like really big. Yeah, I was trying to look through QuakeCon stuff and it was just more Doom stuff, which there's nothing wrong with Doom stuff, right? And there was more stuff on Cyberpilot, but or not Cyberpilot, but Youngblood, but I'm in a weird place with Youngblood. I'm going to give it a minute to see if they uh, fix the pause situation before I play it again. Um, I'll eventually get through it. I was planning on doing it this week and just everything else was happening. So, um, yeah, there's just not a lot on QuakeCon right now. That was just yeah, there's cool some... last QuakeCon. I did it a long time ago, but it's definitely changed since the last time I went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I mean, they, they still did you know, like land party gaming sessions and whatnot there, but, uh, you know, there's, I mean, I haven't been to a quick con since like 2001. Right. Yeah. I haven't been to one at all, but, uh, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people really kind of watching, uh, you know, doom eternal, uh, trying to find out what, you know, what the game is going to entail, uh, because, Wolf, uh, Wolfenstein Youngbloods kind of came out and ha- hasn't hit the mark. Let's, I'm going to say that as evenly as I possibly can. Uh, having not played it myself, it just hasn't hit the mark for a lot of players. Um, yeah, it's continuing to get pretty mixed reviews. Yeah, it's just it, they've. There's a pretty big point of criticism, at least with the pause thing. The, the pause thing and the AI thing is a pretty big deal. Those are two pretty major deals for you know, you know, for people who want to play or people who are trying to do content creation. I for think instance. if you weren't, if you're not playing at co-op, you're probably not having fun. Right, and that's and that's the consensus that I've seen online as well. Just that it's only fun with you know people that you know, uh, and the. Uh, you know, the, the random matchmaking is hit and miss, you know, where you could find one really good person or you could find a bunch of people that are just basically staring at a wall. Um, the, uh, the, the watching of Doom Eternal and the fact that there hasn't been a whole lot about the, the base systems, they're just the hype videos is all we see, really. Um, you know, there's concern that the microtransaction infection will actually hit doom. Yeah, we'll see. And the that's a, you know, it's a valid concern because pretty much everything Bethesda has gotten... Con- what would you put microtransactions for in a single-player game unless you're fucking EA? But it's not generally single-player only. That's the problem. You're, you're looking at Doom 2016, but you're completely glossing over the fact that it did have a multiplayer. Granted, the multiplayer didn't take off like they wanted it to but it did have a multiplayer uh, element to it you know and the idea that something microtransaction-y could happen with the multiplayer element of that game and the fact that there's invasions we'll see you know there's you know other doom guys 
invading as uh you know as different uh demons it's possible that you know one of the you know, one of the speculations right now is that if you decide to invade another person's game you you, you know you have a random chance to pick up a random demon right and you are a super version of that demon and you you know you're fighting somebody in that game um the speculation is, is that you know microtransactions could be implemented so that you could pick the demon or you could pick a certain power from a demon or something like that and be able to use that for your invasions i get i get somewhat irritated with speculation because to me it's borrowing trouble that's not there yet and it it is um it's it's kind of worry it's for like, worry's sake but it's one of those things like they've machine games which is not the studio that's making it, right? We've got ZeniMax that published it in partnership with Bethesda, right? Mm-hmm. We're still talking the new id team, which killed it with Doom. Right, but they haven't always had hits. You I know, know. It's so just... Doom's good, Rage is not. Right. You know, Rage is, you know... <laughs> I didn't even make it up. I, I'm at the point of almost uninstalling Rage. I don't even really know if I want to play it anymore. Rage 2? Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, have any drive to play it right now. The only the I I powered through it, but I can tell you I don't want to power through anything right now. I, I I can tell you right now it was a slog because I really just you know about halfway through the fucking game I'm like okay I could see where the you know the criticism was and I just needed it to end, you know. So I I I finished it, but boy was that a lot longer than it needed to be. Yeah, it's definitely been one of my. I think it's my biggest disappointment so far this year. It's not the biggest. What's yours? Oh, God, Anthem is the biggest one so far. Oh, I didn't even pick it up. So. I mean, I. So is, Anthem's my biggest disappointment. Rage is my biggest regret because it I is. purchased it. Yeah, it is. I purchased it at full price myself, and I really, you know, I was like, okay, but this does not feel right. Like, I knew it didn't feel right the very first 10 minutes. Did you get the same feeling? Yeah, I, like after I got through the tutorial, and I was like, okay, this might be fun. And then it just drives somewhere. Right. Forever. 10 minutes. And then now we do, man, that mission was short. Yeah. Man, that mission. Was, but why is it just we attack a base and then I move on? It's like two minutes worth of actual fighting and 10 minutes then, worth of driving. Yeah. It's yeah. just the pacing so weird. Yeah. yeah that's... It's it's very like that, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm optimistic for for Doom Eternal because I mean they really killed it with 2016's version of Doom, uh, and it's still enjoyable to play today. Uh, you know, it's uh, if they can recapture that uh, and make it go even further because that game did have room to improve as far as like the brutality of it. Right. Um, they could, uh, it, it could be a really great game, but because we haven't seen too much of any of the systems in place for it, if they even fucking hint that there's any form of microtransactions in that game, I'm sure that there is going to be a fucking uproar. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's the consensus I've seen online so far is do not touch doom with microtransactions. It's just cancer. You don't need it. Make yeah, a good no. game. 
You can do DLCs all fucking day long. Just don't, don't, don't make me buy microtransactions or don't even give me the option. That's, yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking, what do we got for anything else? I was not prepared for this, so. There, it's really kind of some pickings. I mean, there's been uh, more videos out um, um, about certain game releases coming up. Um, right. But, and if you're interested in those, you have already seen them. Um, not a whole lot that's really, really newsworthy. I saw a small piece about um, some new uh, uh, streamer clothing requirements for Mixer, but really, I think it's a non-issue. It's been getting some flack on Twitter. Well, there's, I mean, now that um, you bring up the Mixer thing, I mean, none of us are really into Fortnite. <laughs> but, I mean, there was pretty big news, you know, just, you know, just over the last week or so with Ninja, you know, dropping Twitch and moving to an exclusive deal with Mixer. Uh, of course, Mixer is owned by Microsoft. Uh, and, you know, the move for, you know, for a... I think he was the biggest streamer on Twitch, if I remember correctly. He's making correctly. like a half a million dollars a month, didn't he? More than that. Oh, jeez. Uh, so you know, so looking at just the you know, the base figures, uh, you know, I was watching, um, I was I was watching uh, Linus Tech Tips as, as he was kind of trying to work this out uh, and figure out what was going on with it, uh, and he just did some you know some really basic you know quick math uh, and said that if he brought over just a percentage of his subscriber base from Twitch to subscribe to Mixer, uh, then, you know, what he's making in about one month just off of the, uh, you know, the kickbacks for the, uh, for the subscriptions is about a million. And him signing a deal wow. for, uh, for Mixer had to have come with a signing bonus and it, you know, and possibly a uh, minimum guarantee. Right. So they would pay him as if he had gotten X amount of subscribers from day one. Gotcha. So the uh, the idea is, is that he probably got a really lucrative deal to move to this, you know, to the streaming service, uh, in that he's making at minimum about a million dollars a month off of guaranteed subscriptions. That's crazy. And, and that's just to be a Fortnite streamer. I mean, he's good, but, you know, he's, you know, ultimately he's a dude playing video games at home. You know? <laughs> that's, he's not that old either, is he? No, he's not. He's, he's like 25, maybe? Yeah, something like that. You know, he's, you know, he's in his mid-20s. Uh, he's just the idea that somebody could get that big is you know and be able to make that kind of money from playing home. one of the most popular games on the planet too yeah true but you know well, i can't fault him for that i mean I'm, no, I'm jelly if 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 i was that good and you know i mean arguably he's pretty good on fucking camera too otherwise he wouldn't have gained a following right right uh so uh he's 
you know, he's that good and that entertaining, fucking milk it, dude. Like, put all that money into a fucking bank account and don't spend a goddamn dime of it because it's not going to last forever. Right. Yeah, Fortnite, you know, what does it have? Like, another couple years left at Possibly. Most? Like, I know that it's the overall... Our overall player base on that is shrank by quite a bit. Well, I mean, the average player for fucking Fortnite is what you know, you know, seventeen or eighteen or something like that, or um, younger. Um, I yeah, mean, see kids doing the floss dance. Right, right. You know the, um, but just being able to do the the twitch movements for that, you know, just having or play, being a professional game player, for instance. You know, once you get into 30s, you're into retirement age for game playing because that's when your your reaction speed starts to slow down. You know, that's that's old in gameplay terms as far as like Fortnite. Then you podcast. Then you podcast. Yeah. Um, but if he's got a deal and he's moving there, fucking, you know, as long as he's got a good business head on him. Make that money, dude. I don't fucking care, man. I wish I could make that money. That would be fucking grand. But I would be f- super fucking smart about where I put it and you know and how much of it I spend because uh, that's a limited resource. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, you do it for a couple of years, be set for life. Well, yeah. All he has to do is fucking do it for a year. Twelve million will last anybody a long time. Yeah, that's twelve million. I could I could retire right now. I you know, too. easy. Oh, yeah. Because um, you could just live off of the interest. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's, a, uh, that's a big thing that happened this week, and it's caused some controversy. But, you know, I'm over the drama and over Fortnite, so. I think there's not a whole lot else. I think in the next few weeks we'll have more to talk about as things come out. I mean, you got Control that'll be out. You've got Rebel Galaxy Outlaw that's coming out. You've got No Man's Sky Beyond. I think we've got some things we want to play in the next week or so. So, um, I think we'll be pretty set. Mm, oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll be uh, we'll be having a whole lot more to talk about. Um, so with that. Uh, find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast and our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash real tiltcast. Find the handful of friends of the show that are left. You have <laughs> bmfcast.com. You have noquarters.net and tvgp.tv. They do fantastic things and play Dying Light. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.